work of transformation requires healing and healing has its natural progression first we're able to acknowledge or recognize that there is a pain then we endure the pain and while enduring we also recover last but not least when we are healed from the pain we are a new person in other words we are transformed hi everyone yes i have taken a long break and i am glad to be back after a long extensive break i was working on a project for icpe school of mission 2020 and it was the bomb i absolutely love it and i want to do projects like that more and more so life-giving so healing i will be sharing about healing um, from this week on and the next probably seven weeks or less maybe seven i will be sharing on the different elements of healing we have so much to cover so Today, I will be uh, sharing on the introduction of healing. Basically, I'm talking what healing is and what God says about healing, most importantly, right? So, let's dive right into it. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I said that healing is... The work of transformation requires healing. And healing is an essential human experience, if you take this part of our human life, uh, I think we cease to be human. We are just robots, right? And healing is gradual. Um, healing is painful. You know, can you imagine if you sprain an ankle, you'll be in pain <laughs> for quite a number of days. And then after that, you'll be fine. Healing is painful. Healing is gradual. But healing is the best thing that can ever happen to us. Maybe one of the best things, not the best thing. <laughs> yeah. So, as human beings, there are three aspects or three types of healing that we want to be aware of. So first, definitely our physical healing. Second is psychological healing. And third, spiritual healing. Right? If you take one of this away, one of this out from us, we cease to be human beings. These three things are very important to us. You know, we cannot neglect any of these three. And if you ever think about it, if any of these three um, gets left behind or neglect, in, you're in a stressful mode, high distress. So, yeah, it's important for us or it's necessary for us to take care of these three aspects of our lives or ourselves, ourselves, more like ourselves. So... Physical healing, I think we all we are all very familiar because this is something that is very concrete, very tangible, uh, especially if we, like, let's say we get cut, uh, paper cuts, or when we get, uh, we accidentally slice our finger when we are in the kitchen, it's either applying a ointment or a solution or a disinfectant on the wound, and it will be fine, or and then we band-aid it. Yeah, uh, that's if you get cuts, right? Uh, if you get like muscle strains or you know muscle cramp. I'm more familiar with muscle cramps because that's that occurs. It does not occur often for me, but 
my family gets muscle cramps. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you just stretch your muscles. That's what we always do. Um, my mom recently bought a, I don't know what to call it, but it's a roll-on oil. Is it oil? Yeah, black pepper oil. And she just, whenever she gets cramp and she she asked me to get it and she roll it over her, her, her muscle and it gets, uh, it gets okay. I mean, okay, but you know, it instant, not to say instantly, I don't know the rate of how fast it heals, but it heals. Yeah, not to say heal completely, but the cramp go away. You get me. You get the point, right? Um, moving on. Sick. When we are sick, we are administered some kind of medication by doctors and we're asked to rest, right? So you who are listening, if you are sick, please rest. Don't try to deny it because your body knows when you're denying your body and it will get even worse. Let's move on to psychological healing. Now, I have a lot also to say about psychological healing uh, because mental health is a, a comprehensive topic. Mm-hmm. So I was saying that if you are psychologically wounded, for example, if you went through a trauma, the best thing to do, maybe not only traumas, like if you are in psychological distress, it's best if you seek professional help, aka therapy, right? Nothing, let me tell you this, nothing replaces therapy when you are seeking psychological help, really. Not journaling, not exercising, and not engaging in healthy hobbies. Nothing replaces therapy, okay? I'm talking in the context of psychological help here, okay? And the reason why I say that is because exercise or healthy hobbies are... A journaling, they are all supplements, you know, like vitamin C's, but they are not the the um, the major help here. So the major help here is, yeah, therapy, counseling, and you have different kinds of therapies nowadays: play therapy, music therapy, dancing therapy, even. So therapy in my own words, not in my own definition because there's no such thing. I'm just rephrasing to help myself understand and hopefully for you to understand. Therapy is a process of confronting your thoughts by verbalizing it and sharing it with a trained therapist who guides and direct. So therapy is not going to your favorite auntie and vent. No, that's not therapy. That's that can fall into the that can fall into the category of supplement, you know, asking for for a friend or a family to hear you out, right? But that's really not that's therapy. That is not therapy at all. Okay, so yes, it's a process. Um, you won't get it, or things won't hit off on the first session. It might, it may not, um, but just. Remember that even if it did not hit off the, from the right session, go in for a couple more sessions for you to see whether it's for you. 
then you can decide whether you want to move on to other psychologist, therapist, or counselor. Okay? And um, if you're not comfortable sharing your thoughts, all of your thoughts, or even some of your thoughts on the first session, that's fine. Like I said, it's a process. Why I use the word confronting your thoughts is because uh, there are a lot of issues that we really suppressed over the years. We hide it in a dark room in our minds and confronting it takes courage, a lot of courage, a lot of courage. And it's necessary for us to, um, for healing to take, uh, to take place psychologically, it's important to confront our feelings our feelings, wow, our thoughts. And yeah, of course, our feelings. You will learn how to express your emotions. So you'll get there, right? I encourage you and be brave. Go ahead and be brave. Yeah, verbalizing helps because that is how your therapist can know what you're going through. Otherwise, they will you just sit there in awkward silence and your therapist is not a mind reader. And they, it's important that they are trained because a trained therapist have the skills that are necessary for a good therapy session. So skills to direct and to guide. Because as clients, we tend to go all over the place. Um, it's good that a trained therapist be a center to... Um, a center or like an anchor to bring us back if we drift too far, right? Only a trained, a trained therapist can do that. Us laymen, we don't know the skills. So again, talking to your favorite auntie, that's not therapy. That's supplement. All right. So seek therapy if we are psychologically in distress, in, in psychological distress. And then our third aspect, spiritual. Ooh, spiritual. Yes, we can be spiritually wounded. Um, if you haven't heard of this, this term before, yes, it exists. Because we are not only bodily and psychological human beings, we are also um, spiritual human beings. Spiritual human beings. Um, yes, I'm very Malaysian. Spiritual beings, yes. And what or how can we hurt our spirit? Can you guess? It is, it has three letters. Um, starts with S, ends with N, and the middle is I. And that spells sin. Yes. So somehow, this word has a repulsive energy. <laughs> Uh, rightly so, but also it makes us deny that we actually sin. It makes us not talk about it. When someone say, oh, when I sin, we go, oh, no, no, no. I mean, not you, you don't really sin, but you do the bad. You do bad things. Guess what? That is sin, <laughs> right? I, I caught myself telling myself like, no, you don't really sin. I'm like, hello. Hey, reality check, you do sin. But let's let's encourage each other to not look at this word with such fear and such allergy <laughs> or phobia. It's important for us to talk about it, 
right? Okay, I'm not going to go in detail to, about that, but um, what I'm going to say is sin hurt our spirits. And sin is an absence of life. Anything that takes us away from the source of life is sin. And when we dwell in sin, when we are in the captivity of sin, we become less sensitive towards sin, or in other words, we become more immune to sin, right? It's, it's as if we watch um, violent or gory films, and uh, compared to the first time we watch it, and compared to now, right now we're so used to it, when we watch it the first time, we go like, oh my God, that's so disgusting. Or we had the biggest fright of our lives. But right now, we're like, eh, it's, it's normal. That is what happens when we are extremely wounded spiritually, that we, we are numb. To put it in very simple terms, we become numb to sin, which is not a very good thing at all at all. Um, but thankfully, we have a very merciful God. In the words of the song, What a Beautiful Name by Hillsong, my sin was great, your love was greater. There is an abundance of grace where sin runs deep. Yeah. So how can we, like uh, when we are, I mean, similar to when we are in psychological distress, how can we find healing when we are in spiritual distress. As Catholics, ba-bam, ultimately the Eucharist is our medicine, right? Because that is the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Next, uh, the sacrament of confession. That is where you also, you will also encounter God's mercy. And other suggestions would be um, seeking a spiritual director. They help you in your spiritual life. They walk with you. And I think I will link a few links down below in the description box for you to explore what it means to have a spiritual director. Right. Okay. Now that is other suggestions. Oh, and of course, prayer. Prayer is very essential. And um, do not forget prayer. Moving on to the final point for today's introduction to healing is what God says about healing, right? What does, how does the Catholic Church explains healing? So according to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph um, 1503, it says, Christ's compassion toward the sick and his many healings of every kind of infirmity are a resplendent sign that God has visited his people and that the kingdom of God is close at hand. Jesus has the power not only to heal, but also to forgive sins. He has come to heal the whole man, soul, and body. He is the physician the sick have need of. Amen. Amen to that. So this also meant that Jesus is the divine physician. We go to him because he is the doctor that we all need for our soul, for our body, for our minds, right? Um, and it says there here that Jesus has the power not only to heal, but also to forgive sins, 
right? Because when we sin, when we hurt our spiritual, when we hurt, when we are wounded spiritually, uh, we not only hurt ourselves, we also hurt the relationship we ha we have with others, and ultimately we hurt the relationship we have with God, right? So it's like severing. Each time we sin, we it's as if we're saying that I want to severe ties with you, Jesus. I want to severe ties with you. But because Jesus, he is so merciful, he forgives us, right? He calls us to repentance all the time. Excuse the sound at the background because my dog is coughing. Ooh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is supposed to be professional. But, hey, the quirks of recording at home, right? Okay, yes. So um, he forgive us for hurting the relationship. And every time he forgive us in that relationship, he calls us to repentance, like I said before. And each time we repent uh, with the help of his grace, we become a new person, right? And we have the strength to not sin again. That is this grace that God supplies to us, right? In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, he said, my grace is sufficient for you, so... That's how we are able to repent and no sin again. So essentially, God wants us to heal. He wants to restore us and he wants to renew us, right? And you can see this throughout his ministry, whether it's the, wo the woman with the hemorrhage or a, the blind man, you know, I think, is it Mark 10, where the blind man is like, Jesus, Jesus, son of God. Jesus, Jesus, and everybody's like, please do not disturb him, and, um, sorry, okay, I'm rephrasing here, if you want to read exactly how it is, please read the Bible, but I'm rephrasing here, so that I can remember the stories in the Bible, or the accounts in the Bible, okay, all right, so, yeah, um, he asked Jesus, I mean, the blind man, he, he heard of Jesus, and he's like, Jesus, I want to be healed, Jesus, Jesus, heal me, heal me, and, um, um, you know, Jesus had the, um, he, he went and asked, he knows that the guy is blind. And yet he asked, what do you want me to do for you? If I was the blind man, I was like, excuse you, you can see that I am blind. And yet you ask me, but that's the beauty of our God. He wants to listen to us. He wants to know what is hurting us. He wants to know how he can help us, right? He's a helpful God. And also you can say this when he, um, the whole Talita Kum thing, that is one of my favorite uh, Jesus healing moments. Um, yeah, I, re I resonate with it personally. Um, yeah, so throughout his ministry, you can see that he is healing people. And in Luke chapter 7, verse 20 to 23, um, I'm just going to read to you the whole uh, that Bible verses. When the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you to ask, are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? At that time, he cured many of their diseases, sufferings and evil spirits. He also granted sight to many who were blind. And he said to them in reply, go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf, hurt, the deaf hear, the dead are raised and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. Yeah, so he wants to give us this. And 
really he gives freely if only we're open to it but we will talk about openness in the coming series um before that i want to um close by sharing a a quote from pope benedict XVI's book called jesus of nazareth he talked about healing and it says quote healing is an essential dimension of the apostolic mission and of christian faith in general it can even be said that christianity is a quote-unquote therapeutic religion a religion of healing end quote so it is it is a religion of healing god seeks to restore he seeks to renew us and ultimately he wants us to come back home right and he wants to do this to free us from the captivity of sin, to be free from the lies that holds us down and deprive us from the life that God has for us. Because in John 10.10, he says, I have come so that they may have life and have it to the full. This abundant life, it is meant for us. And to have that life, we want to think and choose whether we want to no longer be slave to sin. Right, to reunite with him in eternal happiness, to move forward as a new person. So this is the work of transformation, healing. So that's it for today. That's it for this week. I hope you have something to take away from this episode. I have so much to share with you regarding healing because it's uh, because I have personally gone through healing and I cannot wait to share my story with you. And I will see you next week.